1: Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today we have Christy on. Thanks so much for joining us again. Love seeing your face. I wish we were in person at the BMP party about open right now, but we aren't. So super fun to
0: do this remote. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I can't believe it's been like a year since I've seen you guys. Like, I know. Crazy. It's so wild. And I was just
1: like kind of perusing through the 2020, like what happened in Christie's life. I mean, a lot of things happened for all of us, but I think some of the highlights were you got to play Serena Williams twice in the first round of two majors.
0: Good, yeah, good luck that. there. <laughs> that <laughs> nice was crazy. Draw. When the draw came out, it, the second, obviously the first one, when you see you're playing Serena, you're like excited all these things and then at the french i was like okay who who did this like this funny you know like, you can't do this to me twice two in a row like this and the funny part was i was telling my friend like a couple of days before that playing serena at a grand slam is a once in a lifetime experience and i really pushed for the narrative of the once in a lifetime, and she's like, Well, you get to play her twice in a month, so <laughs> yeah, I think I jinxed that one pretty badly. That's, yeah,
1: that was hilarious. And then, of course, I looked back to the Australian Open and saw that you drew Caroline Wozniaki,
0: yeah, her, like retirement. Getting my my big, big, big names And that's for sure.
1: So, yeah, those are some tough draws. Um, a lot of people discovered you on TikTok in the last year.
0: Yeah, that was, that was crazy. I, uh, I, I, my friend introduced me to TikTok like the year before that. And I was just like, I was in Japan at one point and the sun was like just coming up and I started scrolling and then I looked outside and the sun was actually on its way down. I spent like eight hours just straight scrolling. Um, and I, from that point, I just, I saw so much content, knew there was so much stuff that I wanted to do, but just never really felt like I, uh, was like too lazy to do it, whatever. So when quarantine happened, I was like, oh, these are all the ideas that I've had for like a year in my like bank and my drafts. So I just brought those out and like, yeah, I guess people enjoyed it. I thought it was like pretty entertaining. Like there's not much tennis content out there. So it was like, you know, things that tennis players could relate to on and off the court, like relationships with coaches and whatever. So
1: yeah, I think it was awesome and people loved it. And hopefully you kind of still have time here and there to <laughs> keep at it. I think it started encouraging some players to get on that platform too. We've seen a few <laughs> few big names try to keep up with you, but.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think uh, like it really, not that I did it, but it was cool to see, you know, like tennis players be a little bit more interactive with fans through um, something like TikTok, through you know, there's a bunch of Instagram lives going on because tennis, you know, it's a, I feel like there's a little bit more of a wall versus other sports like team sports because um, we're like so focused on us. Our schedules are insane. So it was nice to see like that relationship um, sort of be a little bit more open too.
1: Yeah, definitely. I remember. Yeah. A lot of those uh, Instagram lives with some of the players together. That was super fun to watch. Yeah, it definitely shows everyone's personality a little bit and like how people are off the court, which was cool. And another thing, which I don't know, I love to talk about dogs, but there's a new (laughs) dog in your life. And I need to know the whole story because I think for a lot of us, like we've kind of tried to be on social the right way. And I think I took a hiatus from my Instagram right when you got your puppy and I'm like, wait, all of a sudden she has a puppy. I need to know more. So tell me the story about this.
0: Yeah, it was, um, I was in Korea with my mom and we had no intention of getting a dog. Like we both, we have busy lives. We have busy schedules, but my dad just kept pushing my mom to like get a dog because they had really cute dogs in Korea. You know, they're like small apartment friendly and he kept like pushing for her to go visit this one, um, this one place. And we were going there that like around that area that week. So we're like, all right, let's just go visit, see the puppies. And they were so cute. They had like poodles, mini Bichons, like just the cutest little things. Uh, but we still were just like, okay, cool. You know, like we weren't like, the, you know, the hassle yeah. of actually buying a dog in a foreign country as well as to bring it back to America. And we told our dad or my dad, and he just went nuts. He's like, you got to get one. You got to get one. <laughs> just kept pushing, pushing. So finally we were like, all right, I I guess we're, we're getting one. Um, and we went back to the store and he was this little, little chocolate mocha colored puppy with a little white face. And he was so cute, was biting everything. And then, yeah, just like raised him. I didn't post like too much about him, you know, just like. I wasn't posting much in general on Insta, mm-hmm. just was sort of like taking a break as well. But every so often, like I have my whole camera roll is filled with dog <laughs> pictures and videos, like from the day that he came till this morning. Um, but I, I, I love dogs. We tried to, I put an application to like adopt one during quarantine in the U.S. Uh, but, you know, the puppies were in such high demand for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my life is... I, I feel like genuinely our whole family is like happy not that we weren't happy before but it was like something was sort of missing from our lives yeah And my mom keeps saying like it should be grandchildren not puppies <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that she's like very happy we got a puppy oh that's so
1: awesome he she he or she he he is adorable and like so freaking cute and I don't know like Sometimes the light hits him, and you're like, oh, he's got like multi dimensional colors.
0: He's so cute. I don't know. Yeah, as, they get, as he gets older, he gets lighter. So he's in light brown now. But he's, he's, I feel like every owner says this about their dog, but they're like, my dog is so funny. And I agree. My dog is hilarious, but he's a little cutie. He's a good boy.
1: Yeah, he's adorable, and uh, we're here for all of the dog puppy content, or I am at least. I'll never get yeah. tired of that.
0: <laughs> going to steal my sponsorships, so I better watch out.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. We got him posing with the tennis rackets, with the water
0: sponsorship. A good model, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, puppies always win. We we joke around here because we did a commercial, it's been several years now with puppies. And every time someone's like, "What commercial should we run?" It's like. The puppies. Always the puppies. You can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, I should get a test warehouse puppy. <gasps> Ooh,
1: yeah, I would love to. Let's go. I'll take care of it, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I volunteer.
1: Yeah. I also really wanted to like figure out a way to do zooms with everyone's pets, but oh. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm. I'm pretty sure everyone would be down.
1: Yeah, stay tuned. We'll, we'll make <laughs> it work. <laughs> cool. Well, and then going into 2021. You were noticeably absent in Australia. I don't know if that was just intentional, the quarantine, injury. We don't want to talk about it, but I did notice that you weren't there and was bummed. However, <laughs> we did, you did. Uh, that meant that you had time to play around some with some new rackets and do a whole demo and get your gear dialed in for the 2021 season.
0: Yeah, I well, I just want to say, like, it's not. I'm not like hiding anything. Like, I, uh, it, I just hit a wall, you know, like with the the travel, the like the stress of the corona, like the testing, everything. They like my anxiety was an all time high. I was just not happy with where I was, and you know, the thought of going to Australia, having to do another sort of, you know, trying to like focus on tennis, do a quarantine. Um I didn't even know where my ranking was at that point but I said I'm I'm just going to take a break I don't know when I'll be back um but yeah I think that was probably one of the best things for like my mental health as well obviously getting a puppy really helped that as <laughs> yeah. well but um, spent 3 months in Korea with my mom had to do a 2 week quarantine but that's easy when you're not trying to focus on playing a tournament um and just like had a really good time it was a it was a really good break I I've come back a lot more mentally refreshed than when I left. Um, and yeah, I was like very keen on trying different rackets, uh, also, you know, shoes, as you know, but it's, it's an ongoing process. Um, but yeah, the rackets was like, we talked about, um, I had a couple rackets in mind, some of the models I've already used, just newer updates. Um, I actually used the pure drive plus when I was in high school and I was like, I wonder if I still would like, like that racket, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so just kind of threw that in the mix. I've been sticking with 98 frames for since college. So probably since 2010. Um, so also just kind of wanted to see how uh, a hundred frame would feel, got everything. I, what was it? We did the radical 98, uh, the Pure Drive 100, uh, Wilson Blade 98, and Yonex Ezone 98, and got them all uh, weighted kind of how I wanted, uh, strung them up all the same tensions, and then was like, very a little bit overwhelmed at first because I didn't feel like one racket stood out to me and I was like oh maybe this was a bad idea oh, to no. use like one <laughs> no was, uh, so I just kind of like picked two and would kind of play with two for a day and pick one that I liked better and then move that on to the next day so I actually I did the Yonex and the Babolat the first day like the Babolat better Then did Yannick's Wilson, like the, like the, or sorry, the Bablot and the Wilson, like the Bablot better and the Bablot and the head and was like, oh, well, I guess that wasn't that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was pretty happy with it.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna get like nitty gritty because our listeners love to really like get dialed in and wanna know exactly why a player chooses what they choose. So just for reference, Christy was using the pure strike ninety-eight, the sixteen by nineteen before this. I think you might still be working on string setup, but I will
0: forever be working on <laughs> string setup. Like <laughs> Yeah, I, so I've just kept the string the same: Luxilon, Alu Power in Maine, and Element in the cross.
1: And what's your tension on that?
0: Uh, around 53. Okay. Here in Monterey, would go up probably to like 57, 58.
1: People are always asking for poly poly hybrids to try. That would be a good one to try out. That element really softens up the string bed, which is nice.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I also don't really like pop strings. I pop maybe like three rackets a year, Okay. I've popped three within like one week of practice, which also to me shows like how much more spin I'm hitting with this racket I I popped the head racket as well. I don't know if it's just me coming in as like a new person, 2021, Um, new vibes, (laughs) uh, you know, just cleared everything out apparently, but um, yeah, like felt like it was a good balance of power and I could really maneuver the racket the way that I wanted to. When the ball comes in hot, I'm still able to, you know, not like feel like the racket's giving up on me, but I think the lead tape sort of helps that as well. Weighing the racket a little bit heavier, like the tour.
1: I would try that if I knew it. But um, (laughs) I should uh, have offered that. (laughs) I was telling Christy in an email that I also am loving the Peer Drive Tour. And she was like, oh, well, I I wait mine up. So, So Uh, yeah, basically the same. What, which I also am always like, well, I love these shoes. So you'll love them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just assume. Like, I feel like having, finding someone at Tennis Warehouse who like, has the same feel in like game style as well as like footwear definitely helps because like oh, gosh. I, when <laughs> when
1: you I wish I had, had your game style. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I was going to say. I, I don't know if this is like a secret, but would you mind giving like what your, what you prefer to weigh your racket out to like what the specs
0: are? And if not, that's fine too. I, I actually don't know. I, um, I brought them in person knows like how I, I I asked for the same balance, like, but just wanted it a little bit heavier. It's probably a couple, maybe like 10, 15 grams heavier. Like it's on a sheet somewhere. I just, I like, I feel it and I'm like, yes or no. Like it's too heavy. It's too light. I'm like Goldilocks pretty much just like, I don't care what the number is just like, right. Yeah.
1: Um, like do you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We either like yes or no. Usually it's like there's no, like in between. <laughs> um, do you put, do you know where the weight is added or it's just wherever to match?
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's mostly on the, the sides of the frame. Obviously cool. every, every racket that you get from the manufacturer weighs a little bit differently. So bringing into a specialist definitely helps you peace of mind, know that every racket is going to be the same uh, visually, some of the lead tapes are a little bit longer, so if that messes you up, don't do it. But for me, it's like I trust him, and I know that every racket's going to feel the same. So some some of the rackets' lead tape is a little bit um, more in the center of the racket. Some of them are a little bit more towards the head, but um, yeah, they they feel great.
1: Now that's uh, something I want to kind of go over. A lot of our listeners are curious how pro players get their rackets and. There's a, I kind of like to debunk the fact that pro players are not all sent rackets from manufacturers
0: with like customizations. Yes. I will tell you what, <laughs> until last year, pretty much when I switched to the new Pure Strike. So mm-hmm. even when I had my US Open run, I did not have my wackets, uh, wackets rackets weighed. <laughs> nor did I have them like, you know, match the specs. same way. I literally just played them straight out of the bag. Um, and I didn't like the new version. And that's why I brought them in to sort of get the specs a little bit more to my liking, which still like, wasn't enough for me. But um, since then I was like, Oh, well this definitely helped, you know, cause they always say like when you play as an amateur, as someone who doesn't go in to see a specialist, you always gravitate towards like one or two brackets more than, Others, like you might name them, you might number them, but you're like, oh, I really like this one feels a little bit better like this. And it's not just in your head. It's probably because of the way the manufacturer makes them. They're not all exact to the T. So same thing for us. Um, Some manufacturers do a better job where they're like within a couple grams and Mm -hmm. then others are just like all over the map. So,
1: yeah. And also, Christy got her rackets from Tennis Warehouse, so they were shipped out of our warehouse to her. They did not come from Babylon. Babylon didn't put anything special under the paint for her. It's not a different mold. It's actually the exact same peer drive that the rest of you can buy and play with also. So that's another thing that we like to debunk because a lot of people assume that if you're a pro player, you're playing with rackets that are only accessible to pro players.
0: There, there are people who get their rackets repainted, re- customized personally for them from specific manufacturers, but I would probably say the majority of players are using the same as most people, um, but we know what we like and where we want to add weight or do whatever to them, but that's pretty much all on our, on our own.
1: Yes, got it. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying that. Well, let's,
0: all- let's do like uh, Michelle's <laughs> debunking, whatever. <laughs> right <laughs> for like that, all these tennis myths that exist
1: we should actually there's like okay a side note there is like a tiktok account that like now is in my algorithm that like it's like those things that they debunk like all these like trends <laughs> maybe we yeah. should start doing it for a yeah, time I
0: was thinking of like the tv show myth busters oh, yeah but like do like a tennis myth buster totally
1: yeah yeah, that would be awesome <laughs> because there's a lot of myths to be debunked out there. And, <laughs> and not a like, lot
0: of people have answered them like straight on. They're always like very vague and beat around the bush. But
1: Exactly. I'm straight
0: shooting, you know? Yes.
1: And that's, we appreciate that. Um, this is going to start sounding like a therapy session for you and your tennis rackets. <laughs> However, <laughs> I need to know. Going into the fact that you knew you wanted to change rackets, why the change and what were you looking for that the pure strike wasn't offering you?
0: Yeah, I feel like the pure strike for me, we hit a dead end where I was trying so hard to hit the ball and it just was not going where I wanted. So first um, I asked Michelle, like maybe, maybe it's a string, you know, maybe because I like the. 98 frame usually I like the older version of the pure strike so I asked her to send half a real or not a real a set of some gut to try and see if maybe that'll help me it's very popular with a lot of players I tried it I'm like no it's definitely the racket (laughs) Um, So yeah, this was like trying so hard and was like really forcing it, which as anybody who plays tennis knows, the harder you force something, the less it's actually going to go the way that you want it to. So I definitely wanted something that would help me with power, but also give me a little bit more like a rack. I might be able to maneuver a little bit more, add a little bit more spin here, flatten out a little bit more when I wanted. um, And just like, feel like I could play with it all day because like, i was definitely getting tired mentally and physically of using the pure string. Yeah.
1: Um and a lot of people like to ask obviously we we well you didn't really try that many 100 square inch heads. It was the only 100 yeah. square inch head that you demoed. Yeah. Um because a lot of people will ask like oh were you interested in changing up the string pattern or changing up the head size um I guess the one thing that I could see with the rackets that you kind of listed out at the beginning was like that you wanted more power, more pop, a little bit more ease, but you were kind of like, you kind of had some of those more like control oriented rackets and it was like, and the pure drive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, so I like, I've literally, other than the Yonex, I've used every single frame at some point during my, during my past 10 years. And I just didn't like the updated version. So I knew that for the most part, I will feel comfortable. It won't be something like crazy out of my wheelhouse. And then I, I thought of the the pure drive because, you know, once upon a time I used that as well. I was a little bit more of a stick back then, but like, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I should give this a go. I kind of want to see like how a hundred would feel anyway. Yeah, I'm sure if I, I feel like if I used a bunch of hundreds, if I demoed a bunch of hundreds, my head would have just been spinning. Yeah, So it's always good that like, you know, we kept, all the factors, the same, except for one. Mm-hmm. And like we don't know whether it's the the pure drive or the fact that it was a hundred, but that definitely I felt the most comfortable with.
1: Yeah. And it's only two square inches bigger, but it seems like you really do feel a, a bigger sweet spot and a bigger hitting zone. Yeah. That's I cool. That. I was wondering, and obviously you said you used the pure drive extended uh, plus back in high school. And like, I feel like we all have like those, initial pure drive, like
0: love story. <laughs> so, I I'm mean, like, if you watch Andy Roddick or Kim Pleisters, you were using the pure drive at some point. And right. Like, they were both two of my favorites. So for sure, like Lee also used it. Like, it was just like, if you saw your favorite player using it, you're like, I got to pick it up. And it's blue. It's always been blue, like a pretty colored blue. So that was like one of my jokes in the TikTok was like, you either hit the ball <laughs> when I was like, you know, showing the rackets, like you either hit the ball hundred miles an hour or you just like the color blue. And I'm like, I like the color blue. Like that was targeted at me in high school.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. And you like to smash (laughs) the ball. Um, I was going to say, did you notice, and it's been a couple of couple generations and I don't know when the last time you hit with like the different models of the peer drive, did you notice something different in this update or anything that like kind of changed the playability? I kind of want to like say something, but I don't want to lead the witness here. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, like when I was, I was coming into college, that's when I switched and that's when I started Like physically, I feel like getting stronger and I was like hitting the back fence. Maybe it was just being in California where the air is a little bit thinner. I had no, I had no idea, no concept about tension either. So i was using the same tension and was just constantly hitting the back fence. Saw my teammate Mallory Burdett hitting with the K blade 98 and was like, that's a pretty racket. I want to try it. (laughs) And my coach was like, you have a tournament in two days. Like, what are you doing? Like, it'll be fine. And then I like ended up winning the tournament. So that's when I started with the 98s. So for me, probably like control has um, definitely, maybe it's me, maybe it's the racket, maybe it's Maybelline, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's uh, something that, has been better for this update i also the guy that i see who does my rackets you know he's a racket nerd so he whenever i bring in rackets he'll be like oh this is a good one or like you know this one the update's not great on this one the controls that he so he and he kind of um when i showed him the pure drive he was like yeah this update they did it they did a good job it's a good combination of the power and feel and and you actually have good control of it this time so
1: yeah Well, you nailed it. I didn't even have to coach her on that answer. That's exactly. We actually
0: scripted this beforehand.
1: (laughs) I was like, make sure you say this. Um, yeah, no, no <laughs> control is exact the exact fun uh, functionality. I was hoping you would point out as, uh, we also found it to be more control, not like, you know, it's not going to be an 18 by 20 string pattern all of a sudden, but it definitely doesn't have the same raw power that I think pure drives of the past got kind of in trouble for. And also the, it's still a stiff racket, but I know you've struggled with some arm issues. Um, it doesn't seem uncomfortable at all. I've never had any issues with the comfort level of it. So I'm hopefully you're feeling the same way. Yeah.
0: I, um, obviously I, this is my first tournament back. So, you know, maybe I absolutely hate it, but, um, from what I could tell, I've, I've been practicing indoors in New York. So it's a little bit of a different atmosphere and everything. Um, someone was saying that like, you know, just be careful when you get nervous, the ball might start to fly on you with this. And I'm like, Oh, well, this should be a problem. Cause when I get nervous, I swing too hard. Like, <laughs> so, you know, cause like if, when you slow down, the, the ball starts to fly and I have the opposite thing where I start muscling the ball when I get tight. So, you know, hopefully that'll sort of work in my favor. We shall yeah. see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, did you bring any peer strikes as a backup? Just Absolutely. Case? I'm. That's
0: gone. All that or is, nothing. You're buried in the backyard. You're <laughs> <R>. done with <laughs> that. Yeah. New chapter. LTV 2020 with a lot of things. <laughs>
1: cool. Uh, good. Um, I like that. Um, well, I was going to ask though too, what did your demo process actually look like? Was it a lot of hours with the pure drive. I know you mentioned like you brought two rackets out together and then you next day, two more. How did you really test it? Did you play any matches with it? How did you know, like, you were pretty sure, like when yeah. you were like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to switch. And then the next day you're like, okay, I'm switching.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, so that, that day was my, that we had some problems with weather and everything. So I didn't yeah. get as much play time. So I had to sort of speed up the process, but luckily, like my coach and I were on the same page where, um, it was kind of the standout. Like it wasn't particularly close once I started putting a little bit more time with it. Um, obviously it's a little bit of a different feel than something that I'm used to. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but it like, it
0: really helped me put, like I have, I flatten out I flatten out a little bit too much. So for me, it's good to like add that little bit of extra spin, um, which I wasn't getting on the other rackets. And when I emailed you, I had like one more test day of using the, the radical and the, pure drive. So I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going to use, but just want to make sure this isn't like, I don't want to like say I'm switching and then be like, just kidding. (laughs) like come back. Um, yeah, that was, uh, it was, it was good when I was standing in the middle was playing points, slice, volley serves, we covered all the basics and was like, "Yeah." yeah, you know, I think that's, there's a certain point where you reach where you just have to trust the racket and like, your feel you know at some point it's probably not the racket it's you uh so I feel like the racket's done as much as it as they could to this point and now it's probably just up to me
1: and how much feedback did your coach give you or did they what was his input uh
0: very little we're we're, we're big fans of less is more so <laughs> yes <laughs> it <Like, laughs> wasn't saying anything I was just going through the rackets and I uh, I think it was like the second or third day where I was like I, I think it's going to be the Babylon and he just didn't say anything. And then the, the day that I used the head and the Babylon, I was hitting with the head and he's like, how does that feel? And I was like, honestly, I think it feels like, it feels pretty good. Like the head radical, it feels actually quite nice. And he didn't say anything. And then I, I hit with the Babylon. And then I, at the end of practice, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Babylon. And he's like, yeah, thank God you said that because <laughs> the head was just not <laughs> Oh gosh, you're like, like, geez. I was like, that's harsh. Like, I mean, I wasn't hitting that badly with the radical. What are you talking about?
1: Wow. Oh, that's fun. Um, Here's one of my favorite questions, and we already know we like blue. How big of a role does the cosmetic play? Like if the Pure Drive were still the Pure Drive, but let's say it didn't have a beautiful cosmetic, would you, do you think you would still pick it or?
0: (laughs) Honestly, I don't know. It really does like psych you out. Like when you see a pretty racket, there are times where like, like the Yonix, I think the Yonix is like a beautiful racket and I really wanted to like it, but it just was not it for me. Um, whereas maybe something, I don't want to put names, but there are certain colors that I don't particularly enjoy. So I'm like, I'm not going to even try the racket because if I really like the feel of it, I have, you have to look at this racket between every point. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And there's there also been iterations of the lot where I didn't like it was blue, but they did like the little like dots on it. And, and I was like, yo, I don't like this. And they did that little core and I was. That
1: like, was the worst one. Like, I think every <laughs> Pure Drive person was like, when they had like Pure Drive, Pure Drive, Pure Drive, Pure Drive. Like, no, <laughs>
0: that was not a good cosmetic. Looking at other people's rackets being like, yours is so pretty. Like the K-Blade, the K-Blade 98, <laughs> the gold, black and white was one of the most beautiful rackets to ever enter the market. I stand by it. And when I saw my teammate hitting with that, I was like, "I I will go to the ends of the earth for this racket. I don't care how badly it plays. It's so beautiful." And luckily, like, it was a great racket. It's truly one of the best rackets out there. Yeah,
1: people love that racket. Cult classic, I'm sure. Like, if there
0: was a relaunch, people would eat it up. I mean, when they they we probably talk all day about this, but when they went to like the K factor, Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm." (laughs) the problem with me is I switched to rackets right before they upgrade them. Oh so no. I'm late to the game. So yeah. I used racket and literally that same year they re they read. maybe it was the year or year after they launched the cape the factor. And I was like, why do we do this? I don't like everyone was using that racket at the time. Ivanovich, Djokovic, like every Serena, everybody was using it. And then, I don't know, you
1: know. Well, you're on trend. You're, like, ahead of schedule this time because the uh, pure drive, like, it's 2021. Like, it's not going anywhere for at I'm least saying, two or three but, years. Look
0: who are the best? Some of the best players in the game. Muguru's <laughs> on our game. Obviously, Kennan, like, there's he's always up there like
1: this. That's like a racket. I mean, yeah. And from what I've heard, Kenan plays with the pure drive the same exact one that you have. It is not, this is what I have heard. I mean, I obviously, allegedly, the allegedly, <laughs> allegedly <laughs> <laughs> she plays the same fear drive that you guys can all buy on the website. So that's pretty cool. Um, so we've changed the racket. Have you changed any of the way that you're going to play for 2021? Is there anything you're really focused on this year or should we just wait and see and watch in Monterey? uh,
0: I mean, I think maybe a little bit more variation, you know, I'm a pretty like through and through type player, but like I said, this rackets helped me get a little bit more spin, which Sometimes I bail out trying to go too flat at times. So like resetting should be a good thing. Um, Putting a little bit more safety on the ball with a little bit more shape, again, the spin. And I really like the feel. Like I, I'm not going to name names, but whenever I hit like a really touchy shot, I'm like, that's the blank, blank shot. I feel like (laughs) blank, blank with this racket. Um, You can, you can, you know, guess which player I'm talking about. You will never guess it, but that's that's how I feel with the racket. Like I it's got really good touch. I love the feel of the slice, the volleys, like there's good control on it. Um and like we've said, the past iterations, like they've just felt so out of control, like you never know what's coming next. Um, but this one, it's been pretty consistent so far, and that's super important for me.
1: That's exciting. And I do wanna hear a little bit more about your experience with the natural gut hybrid. I I really did not
0: spend too much time on it because I only um Had time to string it up on the the pure strike Mm -hmm. I did feel like I was getting more spin on the racket a little bit more feel Mm -hmm. but I Mm -hmm. did feel like I was losing power which I was already struggling with so I would be curious to see that was one of my goals my next steps was to try three uh, pure drives one of full poly one of the hybrid poly that I'm using and one with the uh, poly, natural gut, um, hybrid. Cause I'd be curious to see kind of like the, the differences of, uh, among the three. Yeah. yeah.
1: Would you, I mean, so now you're basically back in season. So would you consider trying that moving forward, yeah. like yeah. finding time to,
0: if I have like a week or two at home, I would definitely, uh, cause like, it's something for me where I just know right away of like, yeah. yes or no, this isn't like a, let me work on it. It's either, if it doesn't feel better than what I'm using right now, it's no.
1: Okay, cool. I think, I I hope that you, I really want you to try that actually, because I think, well, natural gut, first of all, is going to be such a good option for your joints and your arms and all of that. So like always putting that foot first. Um, Also natural gut, like it can, it should be like a more powerful response in, but I guess it all depends on like what you strung it with and what the tension was at. So I think, I mean, it would be, I'd love to see you do that three side by side and then go from there. Because as you mentioned, it's, it's popular amongst many players, obviously again, for that softness that it brings to the table. So.
0: Yeah. I'm always curious. I'm not trying to like follow trends or what people do, but when I see enough people doing Something, I'm always curious to see, like, am I missing out on something? You know, every player's always trying to make their game as good as possible, and that includes equipment. So, like, you know, not just being satisfied with what I've been doing, but seeing, oh, maybe I should try this and see if it makes me feel better. And if it doesn't, then you know it doesn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Leave no stone unturned.
1: <laughs> I know. You might as well experiment with it all. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the
0: shoe process (laughs) because you're not alone. (laughs) Let me tell you that I was—I was actually thinking. I see so many players when they switch sponsorships and they're just using the shoe, the new brand shoe, right away. And I'm like, I Michelle and I last year went through, or maybe it was two years ago, went through this process of trying to find me the perfect shoe and I just could not find it to save I we went through so many shoes I got so blisters trying so hard to love them but they just <laughs> would not love me back and I was like maybe it's my feet. I got I like I got really feet.
1: Well and like for anyone listening out there that is like a shoe nerd, uh they're gonna feel like this camaraderie here because obviously with COVID the whole industry has deal, dealt with some issues with shipping and deliveries and products coming into the United States and products coming off of the ships into the warehouses. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's no secret. There's been a shortage of many tennis shoes and from many of the top brands. Um, but Asics in particular has been tough. It's been tough to get our hands on enough pairs of shoes that everyone wants. And the shoe that you were playing with is the Court FF2 that Djokovic wears. And it's like a favorite amongst so many players. And I've noticed from like every level player that like we've had to start pivoting and saying like, okay, this is not going to be available for several months. Let's see what else is out there. So I know we, we did send some vapor cage fours your way and we're trying to get the sizing
0: sorted out. Yeah, it's a tough pro. Like, you know, you don't want it's literally, I feel like Goldilocks with shoes, just trying to find the perfect one because that's something you definitely don't want to compromise on is your shoe, your foot comfort. Like, that's so important. And, you know, I tried on, I thought I was an eight and a half, and I started running, and my toes were just jamming. Because oh, no. I normally wear. For the Nikes, I've worn, what was it? The nine point, the Vapor vapor 9.5. I was wearing, I think, either a nine or a nine and a half in women's, a nine maybe, and an eight in men's. Um, I like the men's version better because it was wider. But so I tried on the women's 8.5 for the Vapor cage and my toes were just getting slammed. (laughs) Uh, Then tried the, the men's eights were too big like the shoe was too long, my foot, like I could feel my heels sliding, like when I was running. So I tried the 7.5s, but still like, it's hard to tell. Cause it's not just like walking shoes where you put them on and you're like, ah, this fits. It's like, you got to move, you got to really go for the sprints and hit them hard. So it's not until you go on court where you're like, yes or no. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I sprained my ankle many, 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 years ago. So I'm very picky with sliding. So if I don't feel hundred percent comfortable with sliding, I won't. Um, and like with those, I know they're great sliding shoes, but I didn't trust them quite yet. Um, so I didn't get to slide. So I can't, I can't comment on that. Um, so I just, I took a little bit of a break from the vapor cage, went back to the core FF, twos and I was like, this is literally the golden shoe. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. And, I'm like looking right now, like how's our stock? Like do we get any in? You no, know, well
0: so the good news is um there's this one and then there's Miami and then it's clay season. So um <laughs> I don't know if that's good news that. <laughs> I was like not good news. No <laughs> um, just so, and then grass. So you know there's a couple months before I have to um sort of recompopulate and we have to scramble again. But for now, you know, we'll we'll see how everything goes. Hopefully they stock and
1: everything also this could be good news i i do i recently was telling the story how you showed up at bmp a couple years ago with like your last pair of men's vapor (laughs) 9.5 <laughs> and I was just dying, but there's a new vapor that's coming out. So maybe we'll try that in the men's size. I think because it sounds like it's a similar fit to the previous vapor. So that could be an option too. So yeah,
0: I, I really struggle with updates. So when they went from the 9.5 to the tens, I was literally like Bambi on ice. My Ooh. feet were skidding beneath. Like every any time I would split step, my feet would skid. And that was on Indian Wells course, which are probably so the gritty. greatest courts. Yeah. So if I was sliding on there, imagine what I would be doing anywhere else. Um,
1: okay. Disregard what I said then, because it's the exact same outsole. As you the know what?
0: Time. Okay. So I switched to it right at the beginning. And since then I've heard they like sort of adjusted them. So they have a little bit more traction. That's what I've heard from players. but I've never revisited that shoe.
1: Okay. So maybe we'll, we'll go with a well, revisit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just, you know, like the babble Up Pure Drive, why not the Vapor, whatever. You never know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going <laughs> to, it is
1: definitely like for everyone else out there that also is like feeling the pain is like, I just ordered these shoes. You know, when you like order something and you just, you're so excited for it. And then you like, especially shoes, you put it on and it's just, it's not what you wanted. It's so frustrating.
0: And you try to make it work. Like, yeah. exactly. So I bought these pair of like sandals and I was like, they didn't have my size, but I was like, I'm going to make it work anyway. I bought a men's nine. I'm a women's like eight in normal shoes. <laughs> no. They, I looked like I, I, I had clown feet and I actually wore them out one day and I was like, the shoe was like folding because they were just too bit. It was embarrassing. Oh, it was no. honestly embarrassing. So.
1: I've also done the opposite where like I wear women's 10 and I'm like, oh, I can fit into like an eight and a half women's (laughs) shoe. It's it's so cute. It will be fine.
0: And we're all like Cinderella out here.
1: (sighs) And then like us tennis players like just have the mangled up feet. And it's like your toe box is like. Shaped all special, and like mm-hmm. our friends that don't play tennis are like, oh, look at your feet. It's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put a plug out there. It's not my plug, but if you wear, if you're not playing tennis and it's weather appropriate, wear sandals because you need to air out those bad boys. Do not throw on running shoes. You're just keeping that moisture in there. Your feet are going to get grosser. I like to think like my feet are relatively okay, and that's largely because I wear Birkenstocks. 23 days, 23 hours, seven days a week. Like that one hour that I'm not playing tennis, I'm wearing Birkenstocks, obviously, weather permitting.
1: Those are back on trend too. So, never left, Michelle.
0: <laughs> I, I was just going to say,
1: I feel like I I like can see you rolling up in
0: Birkenstocks. I've been wearing Birkenstocks since middle school. School. like which would, would go to would go to high school when it's snowing out wearing yeah. wearing those things my mom bought me a pair of clogs because she was so like mortified that I was wearing sandals in the winter in the snow <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure. that's the thing though about me with the shoes I am loyal to a fault <laughs> and then these companies they hurt me by discontinuing them or having shipping issues and I'm like what have I done? like I'm happy but loyal to you and this is how you
1: someone asked that question the other day is like why are all the brands updating their shoes I wish I had the answer I get frustrated too it's like why change a good thing however like I understand that like the sport's getting quicker and we're all moving faster and getting stronger so I get that but also like it works i mean <laughs> I, I,
0: i'm gonna say you're gonna keep buying their products aren't you like that's part of marketing as well and then you know they keep upping the price new stuff like that's that's the way that's everything in the industry though like any industry you're never gonna find like un- unless you're you know buying from tennis warehouse where you can find like the prince whatever <laughs> like yeah from, we re like, 1995 like you know, everything, you know, people talk about their skincare products going out and then, like, you know, they don't like the updated versions. You talk about, obviously, I talk about skincare, like, how embarrassing. Um, yeah, any like avenue. Same thing with shoes, like regular shoes, they update it and everyone's like, this is terrible clothes these jeans, they don't make them the same anymore. That's that's how they make their money, I
1: guess. Uh, the one thing that does not change is strings. That that stuff <laughs> is around forever. They never update a string. You're never going to be like, oh, Luxalon just updated
0: ALU Power.
1: No. Yeah. Huh. Never thought of that. Inter- right? They just come out with
0: new stuff. They just don't.
1: Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. So that's fun.
0: <laughs> we definitely
1: got off on a tangent.
0: But- Technology. Technology, technology, computers, phones. Why are they? What iteration? What what phone? We're on like an iPhone 12. Why? Do I you was just phones?
1: gonna say, don't make me upgrade. <laughs> like, what more can my phone do for me? <laughs> I can't handle it, guys. I'm getting old. Apparently, it's like I already had to like try and learn TikTok. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know the side parts and skinny jeans oh. are
1: now out. Ooh. Touch nice. Yeah, I wear my skinny jeans, and all the Gen Xers around here can say, "Oh, she's one of them." One of, those. <laughs> one of those, yeah. Um, what does the rest of the year look like for you? Are you taking it like tournament by
0: tournament? Yeah, I um, taking you know, I don't. The schedule <laughs> is you. You got to be very uh, flexible these days in terms of scheduling, in terms of just like kind of ebb and flow with how things are. Like if you, the problem I think sort of with tennis players is we're so routine oriented. So when like a little bit goes wrong, everything sort of falls apart, you know, even something like a lot of people maybe travel normally with two people or more in their team. And there's a lot of tournaments where you can only bring one person. Um, And, you know, that's, that could be a coach and a fitness trainer for a lot of people and they can't have that luxury anymore. Um, which for some people is a huge deal. Other people, it's not, you know, you see kind of how players um, adjust during these times. I clearly did a terrible job. I just completely melted. Um, so hopefully, you know, I've learned a little bit and like, you just kind of go with the flow of things. Um, but I'm, I'm like really hoping that grass season is like, is on because that's, you know, something I think all of us missed last year was not only Wimbledon, but just seeing players on grass, this, you know, it's, it's such a unique, like part of the year. It's so special. And to see it get canceled, like it it really does hurt.
1: Yeah. Um, it was. Like, I feel like I'm having like a similar moment to you, um, because like, it was cool to see Australia happen, but there was definitely like some pain points and, you know, if you were there for a couple of tournaments, you were there for over a month. And I can see why a lot of players opted out to not go. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, today Roger came back, uh, on the court for the first time in a year. And it's like, just seeing him back, seeing that he was like a little nervous and like, you know, um, but it felt like a little closer to our normal. So, little things like that. And then, like even for me, I don't know about you, but it's because everything la- happened last year at BMP. So, like a couple of days ago, was like the one year anniversary, <laughs> and I and like it all had, went down. I know, and I had this like realization where I was like, okay. You've kind of been in this rut for like a year. like you've kind of changed you I, like <laughs> right? like i I changed the way I worked out. I changed the way I did this. i I changed the way I ate. I changed like i this week, I was like, Okay, we're getting back on the train. Like that was a year, we'll leave it there. Like let's move forward and like take these positive steps positive steps forward like no more complaining. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean like, you know, it's like the past year has been I feel like everyone's been kind of in like survival mode, both, you know, like in tennis in work and life, like so a lot of people and then it's that guilty feeling of like, oh my god, I know that I'm not doing as what I should be doing, but you know, it's just like terrible cycle of like you can't get out of it because you feel bad and that makes you do make more bad decisions and you just keep going so like you know it's been the one year um it's encouraging to see a lot of the vaccinations rolling out like I feel like this is hopefully everything will start to go in an upward trend and like I feel like a lot of people are a lot more comfortable wearing masks now um it will be interesting though with like the the summer like it's been winter where I am very cold so like wearing a mask has not been it hasn't even been mildly discomforting actually because the wind and it's cold um but when you know when the summer starts to kick up again like i mean hopefully by like summer summer we'll be in a much better place but like yeah i forgot how just dis- like uncomfortable it was to wear one like at us open last year it was so muggy yeah we put one on right after match and everything and you're just like sweating and like yeah that those that, that was not fun <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, a lot of positives to look forward to though. And I'm actually super excited for you to take to the court because it sounds like this hiatus that you took is like exactly what you needed for like mind, body, spirit, all
0: of the things. You know, like we say that now, but all we, for all we know on Saturday evening, I might be like, you know what? That's enough for me. Like, I'm going to go back to another three-month hiatus. <laughs> like, <laughs> one match is good enough. Like, I'm going to go hang out with my puppy. <laughs> I, honestly, he he might start traveling a little bit. I was going like, to ask. Therapy dog. like. I- he just fell on planes. He came all the way from Korea. Didn't complain. That's awesome. Yeah. I do. I,
1: if I were you, <laughs> I would do that because you know what? No matter how bad of a day you have on the court,
0: you got that face. That <laughs> was like yeah. one of my highlights in 2019. Was at um, San Jose. Uh, they had a day with the Humane Society, and like everyone got to like walk a dog or bring a puppy onto court. And me and Elise Mertens, we we got to hold puppies and like. I honestly wouldn't have cared if I won or lost that day because it's just such like a comfort to hold this little sleepy puppy, like onto the court. Um, you had like Amanda Anasmova, like the dog was like dragging her directions because it was a bigger dog. It was just like, everyone was so happy. But like atmosphere was when the, when, when there are dogs present you could tell the mood is so much lighter and happier. So coincidence, Mm -hmm. I think not exactly
1: more dogs <laughs> our, our podcast is just gonna be a
0: dog chat. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've told the WTA there should be like a doggy daycare somewhere like where we can just go in and like have little little dogs local dogs come in and just play with them oh
1: like, my gosh you
0: yeah.
1: someone's gotta make that happen I mean like they talk about therapy dogs but like it's a real thing it's it's a real thing
0: yeah, it's Sasha's very uh, adopted one like at, on the spot in Miami a couple years ago.
1: Oh, that's so but, cute. Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> it like re-
1: lowers your heart rate. Like I don't know.
0: Dogs <laughs> are also just the thought. I also really keep tabs, like better tabs on like player and like dog relationships <laughs> than like what's actually happening on court. So.
1: That's probably healthier too. <laughs> well, is there anything else that we should cover? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> How have things been for you guys? Good, actually. I mean, well, you know, it's, I really like this has been everyone's um, year or whatever uh, this is. It's been really cool to see a lot of new players in the sport and a lot of players come back into tennis. So that's been super exciting for us. And then another thing that's been awesome is like, there's a bunch of new products that are actually performing really
0: well like I was the pure ask dry. how the play testing going
1: yeah so like the pure dry, like you know like there's all these new products that like people are excited to play with and shoes that people are excited to try and all of that so um you know it's been challenging luckily in the US we've been we've been operating functionally like without any issues like everyone's been super safe we all wear masks when we're in a room with other people um but our team in Europe has dealt with some like lockdown issues where like the tennis courts got right. shut down for a long time right. and they're they're coming out of it and the weather actually has been really nice in Europe right now so they're normally like in, in snow right. and they're yeah. they're like able to go outside and play tennis which like never happens so
0: Yeah, I remember, like, even in the beginning of quarantine, when everything was happening and all these businesses were closing, whatever, you guys were, like, obviously, we've had to, like, scale back, but we're still putting out, if you guys want to demo rackets, if you want to buy stuff, we're still, and, like, I feel like a lot of people, especially um, during that time, were, like, picking up tennis. so it was, Mm -hmm. like, so great to see, like, the support, not only from, like, you know, people picking up, like, rackets and stuff, but also from you guys, it's, like, one of the top, you know, like, Distributors, like to be able to say hey like keep it up like let's let's help each other out like that's that was really that made me really happy to see like you guys not just like be like we can't you know like we have to shut down completely like that made me very happy
1: yeah thanks for saying that um we're lucky that you know yeah I think this is a group of people that are pretty diligent and we love the sport that like we wanted to make sure whatever it took. I mean, of course it was so awkward at first we all were working from home and stuff like that. But even me, I know I would go out to the public courts on the weekends, and it was packed with players and it was, it was such a cool thing to see because I think we get so like in our bubble at tennis warehouse but then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And like he's playing with his girlfriend and she's obviously never played before. And like there's a family of four over there. And yeah, it's been really fun to watch the sport kind of progress and see, you know, people fall back in love with it or fall in love with it for the first time.
0: For sure. Yeah. Not only like at the you know, professional level, but just like at the the grassroots of it. It's just mm-hmm. like people have all this time, like you have. It was one of the first approved, like, you know, social sports, like, and it's just so great to see, like, you know, like you said, families, people of all ages, like going out there of all levels and like, like, yeah, like truly like what a special sport this is to be able to play like anywhere, anytime at any age.
1: Yeah. And like, so we're trying to do our best to speak to every level player. So if anyone out there has anything specific that they want to make sure that we help, uh, educate on our side, but yeah, it's been like, I I guess it sounds cliche, but like, truly we're like very lucky and grateful that our sport has, you know, we're starting to see it all open back up and professional tennis back. Thank God. I feel like it's so silly, but like little things like watching tournament, like even having the Australian open a couple of weeks later, it was so weird to just, like, not be in January watching tennis in Australia. (laughs) Yeah,
0: How about, like, Oz Oz Open was, like, one of the first to really, like, it's. there were actually, like, a lot of fans. Like, there were some at French, um, but to to actually see, you know, like, and um, not see masks, like, in the crowd, like, because they've obviously done such a good job. But, like, from what I've heard, that atmosphere was, like, such a welcoming feeling, especially from the players, because they were, like, we've missed this. Like, this is such a huge part of the reason why we play. So to feel that tiny bit of normalcy again was like really special.
1: Yeah. I'm so impressed with like how Australia handled everything. And at first I didn't realize why the two week quarantine was so essential. And then I was like, ah, (laughs) you know, like, okay, I see. And I mean, even like they had that one scare and it was like an employee, I think at a hotel or something, but like they handled it s- super well. And like, yeah. All I can say
0: is Craig Tiley is probably like, what is going to happen in 2022? Cause like last year with the fires, like, I know. and then we thought, you know, this year, like, okay, you, you know, with the two week quarantine, like everything's going to be good. What could go wrong? And then it was like, Ooh, I did not envy him. the the time but he I mean like you know they got it done they had a great warm-up tournaments they had a great Aussie open and post they they had a little the WTA had a bit of a swing there so it was a great opportunity for those players to be able to really make the most of their trip
1: for sure are you excited to like kind of see your friends again I feel like this is kind of like a back, you know, like back to school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, really. Like it's been so long. Like I've kept up with them, you know, on social media, texting, whatever, but it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm still pretty like not hugging, you know, but just like to be able to see faces and stuff like that's gonna, that, that definitely, that's also a huge part of the tour for me. is like being able to hang out with my friends and see them. And like, even just to go watch their matches again, like that makes me happy. And like, to go support your friends, um, like it's a cool like camaraderie sort of feeling especially when you don't travel with the team
1: nice yay I'm excited I'm just excited to like see you out there playing and do we have any doubles for 2021 coming yeah. this is
0: like I'm not opposed to playing doubles but I've never <laughs> I'm never proactive about it like if someone ever asked me I always like say yes but yeah. like I don't my I I always love to play with friends as well so it's just like maybe we're not good doubles partners, but it doesn't matter. Like, I just want to have fun on the doubles court. And I feel like that's probably not the best like attitude to have (laughs) a doubles player. Like, you know, like, I'm like, I really don't care. Like win or lose. I just want to have fun. And like, you know, like those have been some of my best memories being out on court with friends and like, like, I feel like for me, the tennis plays better, but you just like finding that person. And obviously I don't want to like step on anybody's toes of like, if they're focusing on doubles, like I don't Mm. want to ruin your week. Like you you, you focus on you. I'm always like, if you find someone better, ditch me. It's totally fine. I won't be offended. Like that's, that's always my first thing when I, when someone asks me to play doubles, like sure, but you'll find another partner. You feel it. Like I won't be offended. Yeah. So we'll see TBD. Someone (laughs) asked Christy to be her partner. (laughs) get like a f- influx of dms like well, yeah. it's dry as it's so hard oh know.
1: here's like a fun little question maybe um would you ever play for korea during the olympics would you ever play under the korean flag or is that
0: it, like that would be a, that that would definitely like be a dream mostly because of the like four person rule that they have uh you could, they take the four top players per country and obviously the U S is always insanely stacked. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, we're just gonna throw that dream in the garbage. But, um, yeah, it would, it, it would be like, I, um, I don't know if Korea allows dual citizenship. That's like a very like iffy thing. And then also if I were to switch, there would basically be all the, like, you would have to pay back what you owe your country type of thing. Um, I remember when I was younger, like, my mom asked me if I wanted to play for Korea, and at the time, I was like, absolutely not, like, I don't even speak Korean, like, um, but just like getting older and, like, you know, spending more time in Korea with my mom and all that, like, it's been, I feel much more, like, if, if I were, like, a junior now, if I had to pick, like, I would definitely consider playing for them, not just because of, like, Olympic opportunities and whatever, mm. but, like.
1: But you feel more connected to the yeah, country. Thanks. Yeah. yeah for sure, okay. For sure. Cool. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, it's like so cool
0: to see like you know Jason Jung like playing for uh, Taiwan, like to see these like U.S. players. Alexa Garachi plays for Chile. Like it's just cool to see people play for you know smaller countries that don't quite get the recognition maybe that they would have otherwise. Um, And Alexa made like finals of was it Roland Garros? Like was it Roland Garros? Yeah, like yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, it's French. So like, you know, like to bring that publicity to the country as well, like, yeah, like, and and for me, it's always like anything to help grow the sport. Um, so for her, you know, like, obviously she's like more American, but to all the little girls in Chile, like they see her on TV, they see her with the little Chilean flag next to her name. So that's sort of like, that's where the, the little seeds are planted. So, um, like for me, I know when I played, uh, the U.S. Open, obviously, I play for America, but just like a lot of Asian Americans reaching out and being like, "That was um, like really cool to see someone like me on TV." That whole thing of like the representation portion.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's really cool. And yeah, we're seeing a lot more representation in our sport. I mean, like we've we've yes, <laughs> but <laughs> we've got some badass ladies at the top of the WTA too, like Serena Osaka, like. Were you happy with the outcome of the Aussie Open? I'm sure, you know, even as a player, you still kind of keep tabs.
0: Yeah, I, I was, like, very not – I wasn't, like, actively paying attention, but I would see, you know, a lot of stuff in social media and whatever, and obviously um, Jen Brady is one of my good friends. Like, to see her make the finals, it was not only, like, a, like, yay moment, but it was also, like, she totally deserved this. Like, and she was one of the players who had to – sit through that two-week quarantine <laughs> right um, but like really like for her to be able to come out I think she had a rough first week but after that it was just like you know she's she worked so hard like to see her those efforts pay off was like so awesome mm-hmm. and like obviously for Naomi to win like oh, like I, I didn't I didn't particularly like care who won you mm-hmm. know great for Jen because that would have been her first yeah be great for Naomi also because of you know like the multicultural thing like the diversity um also seeing her sort of like secure her spot at the top as well like that's always great to see there's a lot of comments on how the WTA is always so like you know and like that <laughs> I <don't know laughs> yeah. to put this in a podcast but um, <laughs> yeah like it's always you know if there's no consistency at the top blah 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 but I think um it's it's you're starting to see those like solidified um players start to emerge the younger ones yeah Serena's is always up there yeah (laughs) yes i would know i experienced (laughs) it um yeah like you know to see the some of the younger ones come up and um same thing with sonia as well like to see them you you know that the the sport is going to be in good hands in the future
1: and as we were talking before um, we started recording, the TA is doing a lot of positive things with just the way they're handling the COVID situation and everything like that. Keeping players safe and all that. So things are looking good.
0: <laughs> Knock on wood.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> really, I'm not hitting my like, head against this desk. No jinxing like, anything. <laughs>
1: Well, I appreciate you joining and chatting. I know I could feel like, I feel like we could like go from topic to topic. Like what else? Christy's currently Still doing her quarantine. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh, she doesn't have a practice court. No, Are, no. are you gonna, uh, that's a good question for you. So like you have this quarantine. Do you have anything like you need to do today as far as like a training or a yoga or a
0: stretch or a rehab? That Definitely stretching. Um, had a long travel day yesterday. So, um, bummed out a little bit today and then got to, you know, start moving the body a little bit before getting out on court. It's going to be my first time playing outdoors as well. So gotta, gotta stay hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. mean, for me, I'm looking pasty. <laughs> I, I know compared to like what people's definitions are of pasty is not the same, <laughs> but for me, like the color has definitely, I, I might be, get a little burnt tomorrow.
1: Oh no! Lots of lots of sunscreen, Happy sunscreen, <laughs> and all the vitamin D. That's oh, that's yeah. a good thing too. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up from us. Then anything else? We can talk about the weather. We can talk. About How rain. is the weather there? Because it's raining right now in California. It's in LA. I know. What? what? <laughs> We're we're so, it's because it's like it knows we're not at BMP because like normally we'd be like seventy five <laughs> in our tank tops under the palm trees. But I'll tell you
0: what, it's like sixty degrees in New York, so there's been a swap.
1: And like I was saying with Europe, like it's also in the sixties, and usually it's like thirty maybe.
0: Crazy,
1: crazy. Well, um, I'll take our warm weather back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: yeah I don't know who's been doing some sort of like sorcery but like it's like a freaky Friday moment but with the weather
1: yeah well hopefully the weather's super nice down in Monterey yep. though yeah and I've heard
0: the tournament's absolutely beautiful and tis and the food Ooh. that's my number one I could go on forever is talking about food at tournaments let me tell you eat eat good food that's my <laughs> number in life Life's too short eat really, good food. Like, you know, budgeting is important, but when it comes to food, you get what you what what you want.
1: So do you have room service tonight or are you getting like
0: a Uber Eats? We do uh they have uh like a Mexican like a South American version of like Uber Eats. So Nice. Um Rock P I'd think, but they also have room service. Um, probably will be choosing a restaurant to order from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice, the priority changer. Your- I'll tell you that. What is finding the like the local delivery s- stuff? Like I think, um like Australia's like Deliveroo. Like you find all those like those little companies where they're yeah.
1: And getting- it's cool because you get to support local. Exactly,
0: exactly. And like especially like you know I'm in Mexico. Like I want to eat Mexico food. Like I, I had like the, the the Mexican eggs this morning. Ugh, it's so good. I love Mexican
1: eggs. Okay, now I just want
0: nachos. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, you are in California, so, like, you know, you still get really good Mexican food, but where I'm at, like, it's not. And also being in Korea for three months, like, it's (laughs) something that I've really missed out on. Like, Chipotle. (laughs) I love Chipotle, but it's not Mexican. My my mom was like, what are you having for dinner, Chipotle? I'm like, mom, Chipotle's not actually Mexican. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's its own... Read. Yeah, just like Panda it's, Express is not Asian food. Like you can't. It's good. I know. Right I
1: was gonna say it's still good. <laughs> Give me some of that orange chicken. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, okay. I'm gonna let you figure out what you're gonna have for dinner. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Where can everyone catch up with you on your social
0: channels? Uh Instagram, K on one, Twitter, Christian. I think TikTok is Christian, but I don't know. That's, honestly, my TikTok video is just, like, all puppy stuff. Honestly, all my social media stuff is just puppy stuff, so, like...
1: <laughs> I think that's okay, though. I know. I was like, hmm, maybe for the the social asset for this episode, we'll just use a picture of your puppy.
0: <laughs> I would just like to say, like, when Michelle and I were, like, talking about ideas to, like, you know, sort of boot the the fact that I was switching rackets... Um, like re- recording me practicing wasn't really an option, like video stuff. So, um, she's like, Oh, maybe, you know, like a Pinterest board inspo, whatever. And I was like, I'm not very good with artsy stuff. Like was just like rejecting everything. And Michelle's like, you could do something with your dog. And I was like, this, I can do this. I definitely can do you nailed um, it. And then my friend who like takes really good pictures, um, and edits them. She came over, we masked up. And got Mocha to sit pretty. He he loves new things. So he was all excited about the bag <laughs> and the racket. Very curious about the racket. Oh my gosh. He was so cute. I liked uh, him in the bag. <laughs> yeah, his little like you like all my friends are like, he looks so big. And then you see like the scale of like him next to something. And they're like, wow, I actually never realized how small he was. He looks so <laughs> big because I take the pictures like so close. But yeah, he's he's still like a little baby.
1: Oh. I had, and I shared it on mine because it was so cute. And then I like sent it to everyone internally and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's the best. And then even like my friends that like have no interest whatsoever in tennis was like, oh my God. That so will get cute.
0: you into tennis. Pup. I'm telling you, Mocha's going to be sponsored by Tennis Warehouse. He should be the face of Tennis
1: Warehouse. I, I mean, we're here for it. <laughs> we'll get get him like a little bandana oh with a teed
0: up. Oh my God, a little TW.
1: We do, uh, we donate like a ton of stuff, but we like also specifically do donate a bunch of our used balls and like into employees internally who are always looking for balls for their their dogs. (laughs) So just saying. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Well, that's all of the dog chat from us. (laughs) Pure drives and cute puppies. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you all the best of luck this week and... The rest of the year and I hope you just absolutely have fun and find the joy out there and if not that's okay too because <laughs> you can always come and hang out with us and
0: your puppy and Thank you. Yeah. I hope I hope that Indian Wells pulls through at the end of the year I think that would be so awesome and like that perfect you know that perfect time of the fall winter weather as well like being yeah it could work being in indian wells at that time of year would be beautiful so like again fingers crossed if not i will see you when i see you (laughs) invite me on the podcast mocha will come next time yes
1: (laughs) okay yeah next one we'll do with the dogs (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're gonna host a, a dog uh podcast I, I mean let's do it that would be That's like a whole shift like you have to have a dog in the in picture the you can borrow somebody's <laughs> all the cat people out there are like oh, stopping aren't gonna listen anymore <laughs> uh, okay I feel like I'm getting loopy or something yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what time is it um okay okay I promise for now we're we're done <laughs> thanks for joining me and cut happy hitting yeah. I just start ordering dog stuff with the logo. We're going to start a side business. Dogs of tennis warehouse. A oh little
0: like the, the tennis ball thrower.
1: Yeah. Do, okay.
0: This, this is the black hole that we are entering.
1: We the marketing work. team's going to hear this and be like, you know, <laughs> your <laughs> privileges is revoked. Jill's podcast gone. <laughs>